Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always by my flannel co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. It's usually a new artist per episode, and this is one of those episodes. What are we talking about today? No, no, I'm fixing the intro. We're discussing every album by <laughs> the marked men. Oops. This is requested on Patreon by Jason. Jason, thank you so much for hanging with us and being patient and giving us your money and asking right. us to talk about bands you like. And, and I hope you still like me after this episode. I hope you still like us after this episode. I mean, we just gave it away immediately. And if, <laughs> if anyone from the marked men is this, please just turn this off now, please. I We've been... <laughs> Twice in the past week being contacted, one directly, one semi-directly by people from bands that we've covered that we like so much. And it's mortifying. It's mortifying. I really do these episodes thinking no one from no. these bands will listen to them. And uh, then I am... I'm fucking blushing because it's like, I'm an asshole. I'm I'm saying like even when I love something, it sounds like I don't. Oh, dude! Like, <laughs> yeah. Listen to our Kristen Hater episode if you need proof of that. Oh and, my god! An album Mike liked, but sounds really. <laughs> it sounds really. I was really critical, and I like it. I love her, but I'm not, I how I feel, baby, is how I feel. <laughs> but having said that, mm-hmm. uh. Alex, you hate this band. I do. I don't hate this band. Oh, shit. I actually think they're a good band doing a thing that I don't like. I don't, they're doing something I don't like, but I think they're actually a good band. Mm, I think there's bajillion times better bands. There are, and it's, they're a bit baffling to me because they're, this, this is early 2000s mm-hmm. and they're doing seven, late 70s punk and they're not doing it any differently except for on a, on most of the albums they're just faster faster garagey late 70s punk but aside from that i have there's like very little like character distinct personality that i can actually point to there was like nothing for me to really sink my teeth into i feel really malnourished <laughs> um jeez there's that joke where like um man who has only seen boss baby getting major boss baby vibes from second movie that he watches. Um, <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I don't know where it came from with the, but is that a meme It's like a hard times. Okay. Article. Uh, so like, yeah, replace boss baby with the Ramones. And so for one, I get that a hundred percent. The, the first thought in my head was, Oh, they're just Ramones worshipers. But, but I, think it's mostly egregious on that first song on the first album it's still there but mm-hmm. it's only on that song where i'm like jesus christ the rest of it it's like okay it's more of like a late 70s punk in general kind of feeling i get from it um which i guess is often characterized by their moments but i'm also very familiar with a lot of late 70s punk so i just kind of i get the feeling of like the whole era mm-hmm. I, th- I thought of the stooges maybe like once yeah, maybe once, and and there's some vocal stuff that's like, oh, he's clearly trying to do an Iggy thing, but it, it wasn't like a, offensive the way like Jonathan Fire Eater was. Oh no, I think this band makes Jonathan Fire Eater look like fucking Metallica. I was in heaven listening to this after Jonathan Fire Eater. Sorry, I'm very, uh, the, I, I'm that, still super sorry to Derek. <laughs> Derek, thank Jason. I like Jonathan Fire Eater a whole lot more now. 
but just in comparison. Wait, so you, you wait, hold on. I, I got I got mixed up. You you prefer Jonathan Fire Eater over this? Ten times out of ten. I'm ten times out of ten. This band over no, Jonathan Fire Eater. I, I know. Okay, okay. See, I misheard you. Dude, no. that's fucking crazy. That's wild. That's just where we are in life. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. So a lot of like, yeah, a lot of late 70s punk, a lot of garage rock. And the the only the main problem with that for me is just I'm just not big on garage rock. In general, I'm fine with like a lot of the late '60s stuff. I'm obviously fine with the Stooges, mm-hmm. but as it's not like a genre I'm into. It's just a thing that sometimes I like the band. Uh, so I, when it's just this and it's fairly, you know, average to like some. There's so my biggest gripe about this band is I there's we're gonna be covering five albums. There's only four canonical proper, proper yeah. Last album we're gonna be covering is a compilation, but. It's like I hear what they start with, and I'm like, okay, okay. So, and then I hear the another album, like, okay, they're they're moving, and then I hear the third album, or the yeah, the next of the third album, and I think, okay, I see how this is moving in a direction, and then the fourth album comes, and I I immediately figure out that no, there there's been very little movement, uh, and then you look at like you know the the some of the early stuff on the comp, and it's like, ah, uh, they kind of just had one mode with a couple of deviations that feel like flukes. They they are on a treadmill the entire time. The, yes and no. Yes, in the sense that I'm glad they, you feel that way because they they didn't. They, there's no jumps. They basically didn't evolve, but there were moments where I hear greatness. I hear moments. I'm like, shit, that's a great. It's a great progression. These are really well written. Yeah. I hope this fucking blossoms. I feel like this can go in. There's a ton of potential here. I hate saying the word potential. I hate that fucking word. And then. And then I was, I was, I was let down. It's fun, high energy. If you're into garage rock and snappy seventies, late seventies punk, and you don't mind, you know, it not doing that much different. This is, it's, it's a fun band. I think, and with some legitimately good songs. I uh, I, I disagree. Go listen to like the MC five or. Indeed. We can all just go back to the seventies and listen to a bunch of other bands that I like more. Listen to like the white stripes i fuck no uh, I'm, gonna, I'm putting my foot down fuck no i'll go this way fuck no no you're fucking insane <laughs> I, I was just talking to my, my girlfriend today about how much we hate the white stripes <laughs> you're both fucking insane <laughs> even even like the like b-tier garage rock revival like uh avon bondies or a mooney suzuki is like a million times better than this i can't speak on that i've never heard them other than like you i'm knowing you yeah. mentioned them but uh i don't this thing i can it this like this doesn't, this doesn't bother me in the sense that i'm so fond of late 70s punk mm. I am, I'm more bothered that they didn't try, they didn't try anything else. And it's been, you know, it was fucking 35 years later, 30 to 35 years later, uh, they, they committed or 20, 25 years later, whatever they committed the greatest sin in my book, which is this being fucking boring. So <sighs> I wasn't that bored. I want to be I, honest. I wasn't that bored. I was, these are some of the most excruciating 30 minutes of no my life. No fucking way. This is so, this is, this is amazing. I was not that, I was not Bob. I, I, I didn't, I don't love all of it, but some of it that I really liked and the rest of it that I'm like, yeah, it's fun. I get it. I'm not, I'm not, and th- they are short. They're all 30 minutes or under. Mm-hmm. I will admit those are some pretty long 30 minutes and in certain albums, <laughs> some pretty long 30 minutes. I just wrote like 
quips about some songs because uh pun intended i felt like a broken record on some i'm like i have no no adjectives left to describe these songs i get it i i'm in probably in the same boat i i understand completely because in a certain point however many albums in it's like you, you, I don't. It's this. This is a Mark Man song. This is a Mark Man song, and that you know what it sounds like. I don't know what else to say. Um, and, and if you're a fan of this band, it's just then it's your preference of which Mark Man song do you like because they all kind of feel the same. I think some are infinitely more well written than others, but it's kind of isolated to one or two albums. I yeah. could. I might as well have just put these albums up on a wall and thrown a fucking dart. <laughs> so your your picks for best and worst are very much like I don't fucking know. I don't I do not give a fuck really. really I have very concrete this is how I feel. This was easy for me. The logic for my best and worst are exactly it's just pure logic. It's is what you think like like a an alien robot might think when they listen to music for the first time. Or like I'll explain it when I can. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I definitely have more. Uh, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you do. Cause if this was just me, whew. I think it might, if I'm guessing it's probably just because of my more punk background, I have, I just have so much experience with that era, even before hardcore came around. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody's interested in that era, you should check out the, was it the no thanks box set? That shit is a wonderful entry point into like late seventies punk. It has, Everything on there, a little taste of everything. Great compilation. It's probably no nuggets. I know. Nothing is nuggets, though. Well, nuggets is amazing. Nuggets 2 is fucking amazing. Yeah. And No Thanks is basically the punk nuggets. Okay. Okay. It's where where I first heard fucking Mongoloid by Debo. Extra Specs. Wire, of course. Um, Great stuff on there. Anyway, uh, (laughs) we're just talking about the more... the. I mean, it's clearly influenced by it. It's just much later. And it, it was around the time period of, uh, I guess, that the, last, mean, hu- the last hurrah of garage rock and it, punk. Or yeah. Not punk, but no. Yeah. Garage like rock. I said, white stripes were huge. Yeah. Um, even, you know, bands like Jet and Wolf Mother were riding that wave. I'm assuming the marked men wanted to ride that wave, but... uh. They sort of did, and and they're I would say they're still right in the way because they're still touring. They're not recording anymore. They have zero plans to record a new album. Good. <laughs> Sorry, easy brother, <laughs> easy brother. It was very, it was a very uh, humble and realistic reason too that we're going to talk to. Okay. So get some quotes here, but uh, yeah, they're still touring, and it's kind of endearing that like they had this little window where they did this thing. They liked what they did. They know they can't do it again. They're not really interested in doing it again. They're all, all the members are in a million other bands. It's like actually really confusing and hard to keep track of. Like all the, we have it here, but I'm going to botch it. Also so many. They're not that like they're this. It's not like, Oh, I'd recognize that band. How do you mean? Like if you like list all the bands. No, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all in the same kind of vein. Um, Cause I mean, we didn't know this band until it was requested, but uh, I'm also not in that. I've gone on record how, how many times I've said fucking that the early 2000s are the worst era of music in my lifetime. And before my, in recent historical memory, it's like the, one of the worst eras for music. Not that there aren't great albums in those, in those years, but just as a whole. 
I think like hip hop. Hip hop is specifically specifically hip hop. It was kind of dark, but uh, uh. there's some good stuff here and there. Um, some of my favorite albums of all time have been released within that window, but uh, very few. If I had to put you know put it pin it up against the '90s or '80s or something. Uh, but anyway, we have uh, some notes here from our favorite boy Tom Osmond, who should all go follow because he helps us out. He got us some. Um, it's a it's an interview with uh, Mark Ryan by vice slash noisy uh, mark ryan the uh one of the guitarists and vocalists and it, it's him ranking the, the the main albums um as well as giving insight into each one which was interesting because this is the first time we've had like an interview where the members <laughs> rank their, their best worst. basically uh and not a lot of overlap i'll tell you that right now not a lot of with my picks not a lot of overlap not a whole ton of overlap <laughs> It, it could who knows for me who knows it could be uh but yeah like we said at the top we're gonna be covering five albums total the first one came out 2003 last album official album was 2009 but the last album we're covering is the compilation from 2018 which compiles a bunch of early stuff and uh a couple re-recordings but mostly just you know outtakes <clears throat> anyway uh I suppose we should jump into it. Yeah, we should. Hell yes. So here we go. I'm hoping for a ride, Jason. I'm already sorry. This is 2003's self-titled. The most remote. Yeah. I When I heard this, I was almost offended. This is very remote. I mean, he sounds like Johnny. I, Joey, sorry. I kind of give first like first albums by by bands that are new to me a, a little bit of room because who knows yeah who knows they could turn it around always i agree as well and to be completely fair this is the only song where he really sounds like joey yeah but it's fun, great drummer, really snappy, really tight. They know how to, they know what they're doing. It's just we have heard it. I don't think it's a bad song at all. Uh, I think it's fucking insane how much he sounds like Joey Ramone on there. Best personal favorite, just because I'm not tired of the band yet. Uh, <laughs> man, yeah, this I. Well, I do understand that. I think this is a good album, but. Definitely full of flaws. Uh, not my favorite. Not even my top two favorite. Maybe. Maybe it's top two. You know what? Fuck it. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. But just, I think it's a fine album. Just spin a wheel for me. Right <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we didn't get to it too much in the intro, but this yeah, this band has has had the same lineup beginning to now. That's nice and clean. It is nice and clean. So you got uh, Joe Ayub on bass, Jeff Burke on guitar and vocals, Mark Ryan second guitar and vocals, uh, and Mike Throneberry on on drums. Also, uh, less people that I might offend. I suppose. I, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We've covered a lot of bands where just a million members know who oh, are in the gutter somewhere. That's true. But uh, they were all in just like various other bands. Um, Burke was in Vomit Punks, the, the Role Models, E Class. Um, what is it called? They're all they were all f- uh, formed from the band Reds. I guess their ba- their original bassist moved to Japan, so they replaced them with um, with Ayub, and then the, that's how the Markman came. But so they, they basically just formed from a band called Reds. And uh, 
I can't imagine if I'm, I don't know, but I'm sure those bands all felt the same or sort of like silly similar because this is like. There's no way they didn't. It's pretty, it's pretty derivative. Um, I'm just 70s punk. It's faster though. It's much faster. I'm sure they were very popular in like a, a high school battle of the band setting. Yeah, you keep just demeaning them. I, I don't want, I don't believe that because I'm only saying I don't believe that because I think they did have all, it was a while before they picked up momentum and popularity. They, they were just sort of like, um, they were just sort of coasting at a low level for a long time until after the second album, I think. Mm-hmm. So around this time, they weren't doing all that much. They were just, you know, just gigging essentially. But, uh, so what can I say specifically about some of these songs that I can't say about the whole album? Uh, uh it's a lot of it's, happy and punky and very fast i mean nothing really goes too much faster than that opener um which was we won't talk about it but i do do feel like a pretentious asshole that i'm just like i have seen crazy mountain peaks and i can't sure we've seen them we've seen all kinds of mountain peaks you've you've done all kinds but my love of like i'm i've i'm tired i'm so tired of hearing myself reference pink flag by wire but it's such a fucking amazing perfect album of that era mm-hmm. and it's a fucking basically a perfect album in general uh and that's like a lot of what i think of when i think of 70s punk this doesn't sound like that this sounds definitely a lot more like the ramones but there's a lot there's a lot that can go into that simple style where it's just essentially garage rock but fast mm-hmm. this album mostly doesn't do that much it's just like if you're not really sold by the energy and the, the tightness of it and energy is in speed, but energy is in also, it's a fun, lively thing. It's very, you know, it's, it's great to have when you're driving. It's great to have like in a background of like a party. It's very, you know, kind of, I mean, I guess like the Ramones, but then you also have the Ramones. So what is this doing differently? Not much. Um, it's hard. To, it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say something that it does differently. I feel like the songs with the most potential to me were hate me anyways, what should do. Um, and nowhere like the melodies are a little, little better. there, a little more hooky. And then I think it's probably one of my favorites. It's not my favorite on the album. Nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's wasted has like a closer. Yeah. Pepperings of more unique guitar playing that other songs do not. I dig it. I dig the closer. Um, it sure it has a lot of generic punky riffs in there for sure, but it has some good moments. Guys, great energy in that one. Um, I do like nowhere quite a, quite a bit. The, the times, <clears throat> most of the time they have like peppering of backup vocals and it's not, it, it mm-hmm. works. It usually does something to kind of brighten up the song a bit and, and bring a bit more depth. Um, uh, hate me anyway. I, I don't, that's when I'm like losing it at that point. Of the album, I'm just really hoping for more. It's just, it's inoffensive, but it's just, all right. It doesn't, it hasn't distinguished itself. Uh, but it's also the third song in a row. That's two minutes, eight seconds, which is some sort of omen. I'm sure destroy them. Not just another girl. Both of those are also two minutes, eight seconds. Um, but I, I'm okay with both of those songs as well. Uh, not just another girl has pretty good arrangements. It changes the feel a little bit. doesn't have the most riveting riffs, but I think it's fun. Uh, destroy them as a tad meaner than the rest, but mean for this band is not like, Mm-hmm. It's just meaner. It's just not happy and poppy or it's less happy and poppy. 
there are things i guess in the future that are a little more snarly yeah um, they get more emotional more snarly more melodic for sure this is straight up fast 70s punk i think yeah fat like if you just want pure speed yeah i don't want it is like the fastest but it's also like fast food because you don't feel full afterwards yeah this is like 26 minutes or something it's like insanely short and even by the end of it i was like really they didn't do anything different it's just i get i get a super short album and it kind of does one thing the whole way through i have plenty of albums i love do that but you better be real good at it it's like a thing where i can't even define it bad bad comparison rain and blood Bad mm-hmm. comparison, I get it, but I mean it's a short album, and all the songs are basically the same song. But why is it amazing? It's hard, it's hard to be like I don't. I mean, yeah, I guess, feels I guess on on paper that doesn't make any sense, it, but when you hear it, there's yeah. something about slight variations, even when you're trying to do one mode for a whole album. Mm-hmm. There is basically no variation on this album whatsoever it's just the one thing and even like go to go to a a fucking 70s punk record then go to one of those it's the same thing like they're doing the same thing the whole way through but at least there's hooks there there's something really really grabbing you about it or something that that about it that really grabs you uh and this feels too i don't know it just doesn't for me and clearly for you even though it's your best and personal favorite and it's the most mean i feel i feel like i'm so mean this band when i didn't i didn't I know, my time here uh, mike's the guy who likes this band i'm trying to be good cop here but i'm also trying to be fucking honest <laughs> oh i gotta do this podcast <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> Fuck. got some quotes oh yes we do so uh mark ryan guitarist mm-hmm. and i don't think he's don't think he's the main vocalist honestly I, I can't even tell because every record lists them um equally exactly but he ranks this as fourth this is bottom of his list that makes sense just starting out yeah pretty much he said uh i think it was a transitional record three of us were in a band before the mark man called the reds and so definitely the first seven inch and the first record had aspects of that other band in it and some of the energy of that band i made that claim without realizing really? yeah. he said that so yeah. I guess I was on it. Um, but on the other hand, we worked really hard on it. I have fond memories of working on that first record because we did have in mind what we wanted to do. And this is here where I wasn't so beating myself up uh, as much mm-hmm. where uh, they asked him, they asked me, uh, did you have, do you, did you all have the same reference points as far as influences went? And he says, we're all about the same age and we all have somewhere different things we like, but we're all influenced by, uh, by and love early first wave punk. The Ramones, that era of punk. Shocker, shocker, shocker. I am shocked. Uh-huh. We all definitely agree on that. What turned into pop punk after the Ramones that took over as the version of pop or punk. I've never really liked that very much. We kind of wanted to go back to what we thought the pop elements of punk that were fun were. So it was conscious what we intended and it developed from there. I would argue didn't develop that much. No, <laughs> no. Uh, We've I've covered a lot of bands that I have called like cavemen, but it's more like because they're primal and stuck in their ways, mm-hmm. like uh you know maybe like a a fear type band. That one, yeah, that's like Le- or like DRI. They are very primal 
and caveman like I don't I think I disagree with Dira because they they transitioned to metal better than any band I've ever heard from punk to metal sure better than, and and they they're they always sounded like themselves they they did move fear that's like a, a weird one because they were like and it's all leaving's fault it's all leaving's fault where he's like he's clearly not a good songwriter mm-hmm got hit gold with the first record because there was a bunch of collaborating with amazing members and then fucking milked that cow for the rest of his life. Anyways. Yeah. But this band, there is like, yeah, to me, there's like no, no evolution. There is no evolution, which makes this next question very interesting to me. They asked him, what in your mind makes for a good marked man album? Which is, I would like to know that I'm curious. He says, I don't know. <laughs> end quote I'm kidding the, the quote goes on more it says when I was asked to do this interview the thing I realized pretty soon after thinking about it is that the reason I might like different albums and songs and so forth was that I have a lot of memories of making them and hanging out with the guys so it has more to do with that so it's hard for me to rank them yeah I so think a lot of sense to me they wrote the same song over and over again and it was just who who were you hanging out with some of the songs I think are re- are fantastic not on this album so much I think this is like all a fine it's all a good album it's all one mode of fine i noticed something funny on the next album when we, ooh, ooh, we gonna get to it we yeah. gonna get to it for sure mike has turned into adam sandler oh the mock man so fucking stupid uh this is so this kind of gives some insight to what they were like and how they they became a name at least in in the circle they were in they asked if um if it seemed like the record caught on quickly, Mark says, well, the first record took us a little while to find a label. So we ended up working with Ripoff, uh, the label we worked with on the Reds. Close friends liked it. But early on when the Mark Ben started, out, started around Denton, people liked it, but it wasn't immediately getting a lot of attention. It was really after the second record came out and we took a break for a little while and we came back and all of a sudden there were there was tons of people at, at the shows. We were like, what the hell just happened? It just seemed to happen organically. So I like how he had the same reaction I did. Yeah. <laughs> This is a lot more positive, though. <laughs> Much more positive. But Alex's best and personal favorite, but barely. So I guess we have to we we, we truck forward. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I am so sorry. Starting off hot. God damn it. Uh, but here we go, baby. This is the the following year. Yeah, this is the second to the follow up. This is 2004's on the outside. From the same album, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's from the same album. It's slightly grimier. The critics are slightly grimier, but it's still like like their version of pop punk. Yeah, it's not the pop punk that it, that became, which yeah. I don't like at all. I like that riff though. I think that's a fun, it's a fun chorus. I think you haven't heard, but it's fun. Also, we didn't give any examples in the first off, but this is kind of more we sounds like yeah. most of the time. Not so much the German ripoff type thing. I think we can get the idea. Yeah. I mean, that chorus is pretty fucking fun. I'll, I'll give it that. So, unless you have any accolades, I'm going to need you to turn that back up for me. 
Oh, okay. So I'm going to play track two, Don't Lose It. Yeah. And then immediately after, I'm going to play track three, Gone Away. What we're looking for here is the lyrics. Okay. It, okay. Very funny to me. Okay. Okay. Track two. fucking just when all over this album wait he he said just when on both of those opens both up with just when just when (laughs) both fucking songs back to back i'm not going crazy you're not going crazy (laughs) or maybe you are because best personal favorite okay whatever and and not only that gone away is my favorite song from them I think it's a fucking awesome song. <laughs> it's because you just listened to it, and so it's like repetition. No, 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 Alex. That is not the case. So this album, I heard this, and I was immediately filled with what some might call hope and, mm, and excitement. I was like, oh, because songs like, actually, I mean, both those songs, I love both those songs, actually. I think Don't, Don't Lose It and Gone Away are some of the- Because they're the same. <laughs> they're not the same song they have different feels same exact lyrics sure <laughs> but, <laughs> but i love the progressions uh, and don't lose it and i was like I, I i was really taken because it's like sure it's it's the same vibe and the same feel and it's you know it's I mean, it's all samey but comparing it to the first album directly i thought those are very inter- interesting and original progressions and then gone away comes on and it, it's it's I want to say the first time they're starting to get a little bit more emotional. The, the, it's not just happy poppy. I will say when they, they, they sing that the lyrics for like gone away, those are like nice vocals. It's great. Yeah. I love it. I think it's, it's a lot more deep than anything they've done yet. Um, I think it's an easy favorite, really strong wrist throughout still. I mean, again, the same exact feel still punky, still fast in, in garagey late seventies. Sure. But Really good riffs. Uh, other stuff on here that that kind of won me over really quickly. So what? I think it's fucking awesome and catchy. So what? So what? You boring little fuck. All right, listen. We're this is not always anti Nowhere League. <laughs> That's anti Nowhere League, right? Something like yeah. Metallica made it famous, of course, but um, anti Nowhere League. It's another. Uh, are they late seventies or they? I think they're more in the eighties. Yeah. I forget. Uh. But uh, love so what? I think it's great. Also, So Up by Ministry is a great song as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Still Waiting, I think, is really strong. Legitimately beautiful moments with some really nice complimenting guitar lines. I actually prefer the Sum 41 version. That's fucking psychotic. <laughs> I will never say a sentence like that in my life. So am I still waiting. If you say oi ever, oi. ever seriously in your life, yeah. kill yourself, please. Uh Oi. There's no there's no accents that say oi like that, right? It's just, I mean, other it's than a slight like, uh Philly kind of thing. Yeah, or if you're Baltimore me, perhaps. Tom Delange in yeah. San Diego for some reason. I think he was an innovator in deciding to speak and sing like that. Innovating to something I think stinks completely, but innovating nonetheless. <laughs> so funny seeing him like 50 years old wearing like famous stars and straps and he has to sing like that. It's like the funniest shit ever. Not any fucking worse than looking at Travis fucking Barker covered face to toe with tats. That man, I feel like he made the most money and got the most women out of this somehow. Yeah. Yeah. He, he made it out all right. I mean, yeah. Relatively. Whatever. I fucking hate that band. I've always hated Blink-182, but... Travis Barker, I don't like to admit it, but is actually a very 
talented drummer. Of course, of course he is. I mean, d- despite what you what we feel about mainstream music, you ain't doing it without being good at the thing, at the the technical skill of doing it. That man taught himself how to play left hand because he hurt his right hand. It's just oh yeah, what a, man? I've heard of like a lot of musicians doing that with like various instruments. It's fucking insane, nuts. Even even I, I will even give credit. Big credit to fucking like Dave Mustaine, where I think he ruined his hand at some point, and he had to relearn how to shred. And stuff. Oh shit! Like, fuck. Yeah, that's devastating. Holy crap! Um, I think his, his head almost fell off from headbanging too. But that's another story. But uh, what else do I actually like on here? Right here with you, another one that has a lot of heart, a lot of emotion to it. It's and and I always take note of those songs because it it's not super unique to play something with heart and emotion, but when you had an entire album with only happy and poppy, I'm Mm. like, fuck yeah, dude, bring it on. Uh, what else? Do you have anything of note? Um, I hope Dr. Dan is about steely Dan. I hope not. Fuck that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was going to keep pissing people off. Set you right. There's this part where like the drummer is just like wailing on the snare drum. He's, with a very good drummer. Yeah. He's like wailing on the snare drum. I'm like, that's how I fucking feel right now. Um, but yeah, uh, I think my overall feelings was just, uh, I was like, man, it's so crazy how I can be like dope smokers, like one of the most amazing albums ever. And it's the same riff for 70 minutes. It kind of is. And then this, I'm like, please end, please end. I think that's your, your metal bias showing there because I like this. I yeah. enjoy this. I, even though it's, it's definitely derivative derivative and, and redundant and i've heard it a thousand times and by bands made decades say, before that were better would you say four thousand times i would not <laughs> i would say you know what? i'm gonna go ahead and say four thousand times because that song does hit harder than everything else oh, on the album okay uh it's not too bad i, I dig the backup vocals there as well it's got yeah. a, lot, a lot of passion and the closer master wicked is their longest song maybe ever at three and a half minutes i wish it was just jonathan Davis and Chino doing Wicked by Ice Cube. I have such a such a guilty pleasure love of that cover. I <laughs> love and this is why I'm, I can't be trusted and you should all stop watching immediately. I, think, I love cover the, the cover of Wicked by Corn. <laughs> I don't think either one of us can be trusted no. and bless all of you Christ, Patreons and people who listen to us <laughs> regularly. Dude, it's such a stupid cover and I enjoy it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But Master Wicked, but, uh, I dig it as well. Um, it feel, it, It's... It's got a nice uh, balancing of, of, of a little bit more emotion to it with plenty of poppy moments. It has a nice, well-rounded feel to it. And it's a good closer. There's still some Ramones worship with no no time is the most Ramonesy. Yeah, it's the only thing that, that keeps me okay with it is just that it's so short. I mean, there's a lot, it's plenty of like minute-long songs in here. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, right, you're not disrupting anything. Sometimes it ventures into filler territory, but um, I'm not too bothered by it. <clears throat> um but it's like with with songs like like Gone Away, Don't Lose It, and and, and so what. And there's like there's something there. Like there's this guys don't have range, definitely not. But there's fucking something there. Like they're not like morons when it comes to writing progressions and hooks. Like there's something. I see something there, and I was like, okay. I don't think there's any real bad. Like I don't. My least favorite song on here is Cool Devices, but it's not like it's awful. It just feels more like filler. Mm-hmm. Um, but it shows real p- potential. It's really consistent. But 
it's it's consistent in that I think it's all good, but it's inconsistent in that I think the great songs in here dwarf the rest. So it still does it still feels a little bit um uh, um unbalanced, you know. I guess on balance, off balance. Oh yeah, on balance, baby. But still, my best personal favorite. Um, I was let down in that I didn't end up liking anything more than this, but I still love a good chunk of this, and I think it's a fine album. Definitely has been done before, but it's fun regardless, especially if you're into late 70s bunk. But what does old Mark Ryan think of this? Number deuce. He puts it as his second favorite album. So you're closer. A little bit yeah. closer. He says, at the time we were practicing a lot and we were just really busy with the band. We all had other jobs, of course, but the band is what we were really focused on. But at the same time, Jeff, the other vocals and guitars, took a leave of absence. He went to Japan for about a year or so to go to school. So right after we finished it, he left for a while and then he came back and started playing shows again. I guess people missed us because this is when like... He took a break, and all of a sudden, people knew who they were and were showing up to the shows. Uh, this was this album was mastered by Chris Hanzek, who whose credits also include Green River. Check out that episode. Melvin's check out all those episodes. Bell Witch and Screaming Trees. That is a band that has been crawling up my back for a while now. Like, mm. are you gonna listen? Are you gonna fucking listen to us already? Are you gonna fucking listen? It's a cool visual too of a uh, screaming tree crawling up your back. Yeah, it's a great name of a band, honestly. Yeah, fucking. I think it's kind of one of the best band names I've ever fucking heard. I think it's really original. But um, yeah. I still think this is a cool album. Alex can't tell the difference, and it, many of you won't tell the difference, but some of you will enjoy it. I promise. Some I mean, Mike thought maybe there was something there, uh, and he has more in common with John Reese from Rocket from the Crip and Drive Like Ye- Jehu. Jehu, yeah, that's true. Because there was he, an overlap as yeah, well. Yeah, he would. Uh, he would put their next album out on his label that's right uh also r.i.p rick froberg um, yes which god damn it not long uh, some some months back we, we we will do a rocket from the crypt episode five years after it was requested a long time ago we will get to it. i don't even know if that person still listens to the probably podcast. not i'm sorry <laughs> like some months back um tom our history guy we were emailing and he i think we were like throwing out like hypothetical um, fantasy lineup groups, mm. super groups. And for one of them, uh, the one that I sent him, Rick Froberg was actually who I wanted on vocals for my fantasy lineup. Oh shit. So when he died, I was like, Oh no, I know it would never have happened anyway, but now it'll never happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't done a, a fantasy band in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe like a bonus filler episode. Yeah, yeah. Keep that in mind. Maybe we'll keep that in mind. But time to move on. So this is on Swami. Or stay on the same treadmill. Up to you. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Well, I would argue that this is the most different one of the bunch. So let's talk <laughs> about it, baby. This is 2006's Fix My Brain. This is just straight up garage rock. Very poppy, of course. I'll see a little more poppy. It seems if we're getting into the like, nitty gritty, they seem to have settled into these like like grimier vocals. 
Well, this is, about, this is the most sung vocals that the, have a whole discography. Well, I guess it has, like, that effect on it. Where... Well, it's just a little dirty. Yeah. But this is the cleanest album they have. By far, the cleanest. They go, they go back to being much dirtier. I do like this quiet part, because there aren't... It's the first There's nothing got. like this anywhere. This is the first and last time we get it, pretty much. Not the last time. But... Yeah, I was taken by that little part, too, because it's... I mean, this is actually, it's pretty. I feel good. I like it. Really accessible. Really accessible. Really kind of warm. So, uh, so, all right. Warm. And even despite that, one of my lesser favorite albums. Um, this has them toning down the speed a whole lot. This is not yeah. even remotely close to being as fast as the previous two. Like, uh, Sully My Name, Don't Mind If I Do. Um, yes, it's very, it's slow. Yeah, that's the song that really reminded me of Iggy. Um, vocally yes. reminded me of Iggy. I, I think because they got the the Christmas bells on there too. So. Oh, the, what really ruined it for me is just that main riff. It's just a generic two chord thing that it's just the most forgettable there's a few times they venture into like oh we're gonna do two chord main riff and it's gonna boil the fuck out of you that's that one is one of my least favorite you don't say (laughs) yeah uh i just like to be a less interesting style of garage rock and and then you get it's not a crime but it's like it should be uh it's like it's not Terrible, but at 2006, why do we need? We don't need it. We, I, have qu- I have quips for all these songs, so prepare yourselves. Yeah, all right, we'll just strap in. We're not gonna, I'm not gonna try to stop you. But uh, it was after track three. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> I feel like this is not gonna go anywhere. And it wasn't just oh, this album's not gonna go anywhere. It was this band's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, and I think I was right, at least in my opinion. Um, so it's other songs. Uh, a little lesson. Wait here, wait for you. Uh, I don't. I don't mind those at all. Um, I kind of like wait here, wait for you. It's 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 still regular garage rock, but it has some decent writing. I like the. I think the progressions are quite interesting. Um, I really dig the main riff to going crazy. Yes, yes, that's how I feel listening to these albums. Oh God! You're <laughs> um, right. You see, you see, folks. I'm trying to have a, a meaningful, deep discussion about music, and I got this fucking jokester right here yeah, next to me. Yeah, not even good jokes. Um, <laughs> Just throwing out these fucking fives at me all day. Yeah. <laughs> You've said enough. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you really have, guys. Time to pack it in. It's funny you say that because I mean, I opened my notes with more of the same yeah. with that song. It's. Yeah, it's it's just bummed me out. I mean, it's not. I've heard so. This is this is definitely your like your uh, cardinal sin thing of like I'm bored. So yes, this I find to be fine. It's just fine. I don't hate any of this, but I do. What can I say? By dynasty, I do feel like maybe um sadist like there's a good song in there somewhere and i think jason's a sadist for recommending this band to me uh i think he could have been a lot more cruel these are very short albums and i don't do that but i do i do quite not like sadists though really (laughs) yeah there were there were times where i'm like that sounds a little hooky 
And then I was like, oh, no, it's not going to get stuck in my head because it sounds like the other songs. Well, that, that's another two-chord verse. Yeah. Two-chord main main riff that's like, what are, you, what are we doing? If you're going to you, – so I'm not just shitting on two chords. You could, Some of the most deep, complex, and interesting songs ever written can be boiled down to a foundation of two notes. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But when it's just two chords and vocals, I mean, that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, there's no, like, layers or anything else keeping it interesting. I do have a few more nights. I think someday there's some point where, like, the guitar tone does sound, like, angry and urgent mm-hmm. just for, like, a quick bit. And then, yeah, it's just back to back to the same bullshit. I like it. I like someday. It's the fastest, punkiest thing on the album, or at mm-hmm. least one of them. And... And I, I do like the guitar solo on the title track. So I, I dig Someday. I think it has really good riffs in the verse. The title track, even though I do like it, it let, it was a letdown. Because, mm. like, I mean, it, the only thing about it that really turned it around for me is that solo section. Like, I mean, the guitar yeah. work on that. It's, it's very cool. I'll give it up for that. I'm, like, grasping at trial. I'll take any, any, like, I'll take one second of... Yeah, just just do something I'm not expecting. That's, yeah. that's basically what we're craving. Uh, it's I think it's objectively good. It's not one of my favorites, but I think it's cool. And yeah, and then it closes with uh, with "Stay Home," another high speed high speed punker, which I will be doing if anyone invited me to see this band live. He's on a roll, folks. Yakety schmackety do. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, if, if, at first, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm out. I'm exhausted." Second listen, I was like, "It's." If it's on, I'm not bothered by it. It's a fine song. Um, it's a decent album, I think. But fuck, man, it, it's really only a couple of really solid songs that that keep me going, as well as it being really short. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like this direction of uh, the style that they're going in. I don't think the writing is all that interesting. It's not even close to some of the, some of the moments in the last album. Uh, it just. Uh, uh, I knew this is this is not my band. I I wasn't expecting you to hate him this much, but I knew you wouldn't like him. Yeah, and apologies with someone from the band is I'm. There's I'm no fucking, way they're still listening after. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, you've recorded albums and went on tour, and I'm in Mike's garage, so you won. Exactly, you won. Absolutely, absolutely. We're just. People with voices, not whatever, man. I don't fucking care. I feel how I feel. We already said earlier, <laughs> you should, no one should take us serious. No one, no one. Uh, but this was this one was mastered by Dave Gardner, who's done a, a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, Unsane. Wait, because it's been a while, and I'm on a roll. Fuck Boston. I was in Boston last week. It's a beautiful city. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a incredible city. <laughs> Did you talk to any townies? No townies. One That's thing, why. One thing I will say about Boston that I can see it putting off most people. Yeah. And I appreciate it to my core in a way that I, I can't really explain <laughs> the rudeness. Oh, yeah. No yeah. one. This is something that we, that we have all over, all over LA, especially. Mm-hmm. No one. I mean, people at their job, the people like that are, you know, I'm going to an establishment. I went to a, like a, a fucking museum or something. Mm-hmm. No one there smiles politely just because no one. I do appreciate that level of East Coast 
honesty. I love it. Yeah. I crave it. I'm uh, so grateful for it. I don't because I don't want to smile at you. Yeah. I don't want to do that thing because I don't even want to fucking be out in public. How do you like them apples? Mike loves them apples. <laughs> Delicious <Yeah>. apples. <laughs> Beautiful city. Go to Boston. <laughs> also, fuck Boston. Wait, why do you say fuck Boston? Oh, this because I uh, wait. Is am I getting back? Is uns- unsane? No, they're they're uh they're a AMRAP band, aren't they? Are they not? No, they're from New York. Oh, Never okay. Played. I thought they were from. What? They are. They they are AMRAP. Yeah. Um, but they're from New York. Sorry, I thought I was talking to someone. I went to buy magic cards, and a guy had a band, and it said like Boston, and I thought it was insane. Uh, Whatever. I'm this here to get my jabs in. So. Fair enough. Unsane is a cool band. I. I uh, yes, from what I've heard, they're they're great though. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this guy, this guy mastered Unsane cows. We love the cows. We know you want us to cover the cows. Believe me, I want to cover the cows. Uh, Natural Pussy and Less uh, Savvy Fob. But this album is Mark Ryan's number three. Number three. So I was I was just glad it wasn't his number one. They asked him how what he remembers about making this album. He says, that was a real hard record to record in a way. We changed the spot where we were recording. It was at our drummer Mike's house, and that was in Fort Worth. So we had to drive over there to record. Yeah, was it hard writing the same song? (laughs) (laughs) He says, this this one surprised me. He says, that's probably the record people like the most. It's probably the most accessible, I think, which I do agree it's the most accessible. And he says it was really fun recording it. John Reese, of course, from from Rock from the Crypt, who runs Swami Records, put out the first version of that before Dirt and I reissued it. He's real supportive of us and mail us microphones to use while recording it. I just what? remember that one being really as being really hard. What a nice man. Really, really nice guy. Also, I didn't realize that our boy Tom has such a connection to Rock from the Crypt. He says uh, they were big in the, in the UK for a moment when their uh, 95 album Scream, Dracula Scream came out. He had a copy on cassette when he was 14. And yeah, I didn't know that about Tom either. Yeah. And then uh, shout out to my friend Chris, who he might as well be in Rocket from the Crypt for how often he's seen them. And he has like a Rocket tattoo. Oh, really? He does. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. He lo- he loves those guys and all their uh, like to the point where he thinks all like and it's beautiful, like all their side projects. He loves like equally as much. That's, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Definitely have my bands. Yeah. Or it's like, I'm sell, I'm buying every fucking thing you fart out. Um, So this one, I mentioned that it sounds a lot cleaner than the rest. One, because I, I guess because of the, the John Reese connection and it has a little bit more backing, but they said they were, t- you know, they were, uh, it was harder to record. This is interesting. He says, we were incredibly meticulous and it was just tedious and took a long time. And there was more disagreement among us about how to do things. I think in the end, that was a good thing. What were you disagreeing about? My only guess (laughs) is how much more garagey and slow do you want to be compared to garagey and fast? I I don't know. Hold on, guys. I think this should sound more like the Ramones. Uh, I don't know. I want more of that (laughs) So this uh, (laughs) is... Have have your fun, Alex. Have your laughs. Go ahead. I, I Go have, ahead. I fucking am. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you feel real good about yourself, Alex. Because he's. I actually don't. <laughs> I feel really bad about myself. Because <laughs> I hear this be this album is being the sore thumb album as way different than the rest. Relatively. Okay. Sure, it's the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> But compared to the rest, it is very much the redheaded stepchild. Okay. Uh, 
Um, I regret everything. Listen, <laughs> we got our comeuppance. We, we, we've been humiliated. We, we, we understand what we're doing here. All right. We, we know. <laughs> God damn it. So I guess time to move on. We got two more albums, one more Jesus official Christ. album. It's been a fun episode. though. <laughs> so this is the last uh, official album to put out in their lifetime. This is 2009's Ghosts. Get back to being fast. Back to being much faster. Also, Glenn. And I really, really like this, this, this song in this world. Say what you will about the music, but those drums are as snappy as it gets. I did say it's good drummer. Good right drums, there. man. That I have it is on point, man. He is not missing a fucking beat at all. That's a fucking cool man. I dig that. Uh, I dig that. I think this is both a good album and a bad album. So a poor man's the hives. And then we'll cover the hives, and you can all call me hip, uh, hypocrite. Oh, we will. We lo- we love being hypocrites on this podcast. Uh, so they've taken a very deliberate shift backwards. No more really poppy, slower garage rock. This is just a, basically a weaker version of the second album to me. Mm. It sounds. I mean, it's all even even up to the up and to and including the production where it's back to being dirtier and, and more distorted. I found the, the most bullshit quote ever about this album. What that? So this is from punknews.org on their review. They say there's so much going on underneath the surface of these songs. And once all the intricacies hit your ears, it might cause you to wonder aloud if anyone who's not in the band notices them. Sure, anyone could listen to the Markmen, but to hear them is completely a different experience. Like, I want to kick this guy in the balls. Holy shit, if he's got him, this is that's insane. I, was, I mean, no offense to the guy, even though I was saying something very offensive. This and this is someone who's defending the bat. I'm was, defending the bat, but go fuck yourself. I mean, no, feel that way. I'm happy he's happy. Yeah. He feels that way, but the pretension in the fucking quote is a lot. Oh Jesus Christ, get off your fucking high horse, bud! I was so mad when I read that <laughs> because I'm like, there aren't any intri- there are not any intricacies. I think even if you like the band, that's a fucking stretch. There is so little intricacies, cool riffs. I, I, there were cool riffs, but I am fucking my, I'm making my ears bleed trying to listen for intricacies, dude. I love it. Just, I'm, I'm happy you also feel that way. It's so out the gate. This is, this one is extremely inconsistent. It, it does the hop in like, I like it. I hate it. I like it. I hate it. Um, and I, again, I don't hate any of this, but it's just compared to it. It's like, what the fuck? So the opener all in your head. Um, I think it's a very cool main riff. I'm sold by that main riff. All I need is a cool hooky main riff. I don't care if you do the same thing all over and over again. Just play me a progression that feels good. And then Ditch comes on and I'm already like, 
that right that right oh boy you could say their sound is stuck in a ditch <laughs> i want to like i want the name the, the song title to be so unassuming that you couldn't make a joke out of it and you still do i, I they set me up so good like i i held back because i wrote them for almost every song oh jesus christ uh fortune follows i'm like okay that's that's okay it has some really great moments actually i think it's honestly one of their best songs it's on a definite highlight on the album there there are some nice backing vocals very nice very nice backing vocals and then my love comes on and fucking god damn it i don't like that one either it's just what what song my love it just kind of like alternates just keeps going back so i'm just trying to like latch onto the album but i'm I'm disliking every other song i must be dead pretty decent i dig that main riff because it carries a lot of weight if only i were so lucky um (laughs) again a cool guitar solo i think it has some pretty strong moments throughout mm-hmm. headset does nothing for me and then locked up might as well just be headset like yes but i like i prefer it okay i think it has a a, a pretty good chorus very melodic uh and then i I'm, I'm okay with a lot of these songs not that kid i it's like I don't know. It's something that I, it just won me over. The, mm-hmm. the outro, I think, is very cool. I think I like, like the outro more than any other part of the song. Uh, Stay Away is... Great advice for this music. <laughs> well, that's the opening clip. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can take my pick, honestly. I've, I've, they've given me a lot. I've given you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has like a, it's definitely one of the more classic... And by classic, I mean extremely 70s punk sounding. It is, to be fair, it is slightly different from the other songs on this album. Yeah, it's all right. It's not bad. Um, Get to You is is like the first moment on the album where it kind of slows things down. I was too lazy to look up the lyrics, but I was like, is he singing I've Been Dying to Erase You? Because boy, oh boy, same. We like music here. Some we sometimes, but most of the time we're very, very gushy about the music we listen to. Sometimes, like this one, is not that. But it, it, no, get to you. It slows things down, for, but it's also a little bit on the the edgier side. It's different enough for me okay. to be like, okay, I, I'll. I don't. It's not life changing, but I appreciate it. The title track, on the other hand, how much do you hate it or lo- or not hate it? <laughs> Um, I will say title track is probably one of the stronger songs because I actually have a compliment for it. What is it? I like the opening guitar riff. I don't like that song at all. Oh shit. All <laughs> we right. just can't agree. No, we can't. Can I, can I change my best? Cause this song, this album has my favorite song of theirs on it. Which one's that? Uh, red light rumors. I dig it. Not bad. Dig those verses. I think that's the best song they've ever done. It's it's such a it's a very charming song. I dig it. I have nothing uh, negative to say about that song. Weirdly, I, I think the vocals are weirdly bad. Okay, there you go. Even yeah. even we try we try to come together. <laughs> oh, so are you officially changing this the best? Yeah, yeah. There it is. Okay, because I couldn't even say that about the debut. Yeah. So yeah, this has my favorite. So yeah, this at is, least that. At yeah. least that. Okay. Holy shit! Is this the first time I've changed pod talking about it? If feel yeah, yeah, you're working it out. Working yeah, yeah. it out. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, Red Light Rumors is pretty cool. One more time. I uh, also have some pretty cool sections. I dig it. How about zero more times? Uh, and we're back. And we're back. Uh, blew my head. Don't. Don't. 
We all know. We all hear it. We all see. It. <laughs> yeah, that one's too. That one's too easy. <laughs> that one. Uh, again, it's another very, very. It's just seventies. 70s, um, 70s punk. It's not even faster. It's a little bit slower. The the style of it's the same. The writing of it's the same. The speed of it's the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it still feels different from everything else on the, this album. So it's like at least it feels good for a closer. Yeah. There's a final chunk. Um, there's a section of the final chunk with this arpeggiated guitar line that I think is pretty fucking cool. Uh, overall, not too bad. I I guess they're kind of doing different things, but not really. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's wildly inconsistent in the front half, but it's still decent. Like, I think if I'm if I'm not listening to all these albums in a row, this would be like, oh, this is a fine album by the marked man. But hearing it all in a row, like not in the same day, but just hearing them like the progression, they mm. haven't evolved at all. <laughs> so it's like, what do you do? I don't fucking care. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you show it to me as the first album I heard from them. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You show it to me as the fourth. I'm bored. Yeah. I had to work out my feelings in real time. Yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> it is. a. I think it is a good album though. I think it is a good album. I'm not coming back to it. It's not my favorite thing ever, but it's, a, I think it's a good album. I won't be coming back to anything. Yeah. I, yep. Uh, this album was mastered by Alan Douches. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> no. No, Tom's fucking with me. He's not, but there is, he's got like, according to Tom, literally thousands of credits, yeah. including Converge. Whoop. Whoop, uh, whoop. The Misfits. Check out that episode. It, I mean, it's before YouTube, so to find it on Apple. Hatebreed and Dildress Gay Plan. Very eclectic. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And uh, this album. Uh, as you would guess, is Mark Ryan's number one, his favorite Markman album. Because it has Red Light Rumors on it. Because it has Red Light Rumors on it. Uh, he said, hey, Alex, what song do you like? <laughs> they asked him, did you have any idea if this would be that this would be the last album? And he says, oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's why I chose that as my favorite, because it's sort of bittersweet. After Fix My Brain, we were particularly we were particular about how we wanted this to come out and to be a little tougher and faster and more aggressive. And for me, my favorite songs by the band are on the album like Ditch and My Love. Both two songs I fucking don't like. <laughs> so just goes to show we're just not on the same level here. We're not eye to eye. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You just agree to disagree. And then this, I don't like how he answered this question at all. They asked, if the four of you all had all had time and were in the same location and had ideas. Would you ever want to do another album? Do you think the catalog should exist as it does? And he says, right, that one, we're not going to do another album. <laughs> okay, bud. Hey, my bad. That's the most respectful way to ask the question. And t- or like, yeah, thank you. Like, don't do another album. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're still around. They're still touring. They were in a million. They had a million fucking side projects. Even Tom notes here. He's like, geez, guys, pick a fucking band because we I'm not even going to try reading it. It's so there's it's hard was, to read. I will. Well, most notable is Riverboat Gamblers. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like back in the day when me and Mike Weeby both had long hair and we're younger men, we look the same, but we don't look the same. Ah, 
2023. I see. I see. But we have one more record to cover here, a compilation. And if you've been paying attention, you know already how we feel. So let's do it, baby. This came out 2018. Compile stuff, I imagine, from earlier earlier on. Um, maybe even the EP. I, I couldn't find much info about it. And I tried looking and I can't find. I have no idea where these songs are from. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Some on albums we just listened to. Yes, a couple. A couple. Less than I was expecting, but still a couple. But here it is 2018's On the Other Side. I hate the song. I don't hate it. I kind of hate it. Okay. It's just completely average. Is it because she won't know one song from another? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll give you that one. <laughs> the song is called She Won't Know for anybody who doesn't get what he, the joke he just made. Yeah, I should have should have set that one up. So it, it sounds like the Markman. It sounds like the Markman, which also sounds like every other 70s punk brand. And Worsley's favorite. Worsley's favorite, because um, I'm fucking tired. Um, I do think interesting thing here is there are a handful of songs where they decide to do like Buddy Holly ass music. Oh, it's a little bit more rock and roll. Which song in particular? Um, <clears throat> title track. Is the most Buddy Holly. Oh, yeah, the other side. It stinks. Yeah. And then, like, Robots is just like a like robots, yeah. old timey rock and roll song. Up to and including the Tom centric drums. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I literally can't point to any part of that song that stuck with me other than just the drums. Don't I think like just because they were this so, like, not that they're amazing, but I'm like, oh, that's just different from everything else. It's barely even different. So this is like, it's got, man, it's the best stuff here is just okay. And even then, like the songs that I noted as like liking more, it's like, I don't even really like them. Would you say nothing's changed? That's that's the follow up track. Nothing has changed. Nothing's changed. And indeed, I mean, I would say something has changed in that these are spectacularly weaker than every other song, every other there's album probably a reason they were left off this yeah 100 this is not just a cop out oh it's a compilation we'll give it worse Th- for me this is legitimately a bad compilation and mm. I, I had a lot of trouble getting through it uh i i just don't care for anything on here it's just so generic and it's so average i guess i kind of like this the surf surf rock parts on on it on ha- on the song on yeah it has one mean riff tucked into the middle that i think is pretty cool but it ends immediately mm. like it's fucking two bars or something it's like jesus there was something there yeah yeah uh, what else I, i'm i'm okay with too pretty to fuck it's like it's fast it's more fun i don't love it but it, i mean it's just so it's i guess it's it's okay um that myself song- is, is a bit catchy although i don't you know i wouldn't call it one of their best but it's not bad I mean, if they get tired of whipping themselves, I'll do it for them. (laughs) Too Pretty to Fuck is like the most like, I'm like, that's like the most high school band song. Like that is like. The title is. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Although DK did too junk to fuck, and that is a pretty cool song. Look, you're you're boxing with God comparing. You can't. Yeah, DK is a special band. Yeah. Check that episode. Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country. Uh, lost at all. I don't think it's too bad either. I mean, it's again. I can't point to why it's bad. It's just. I guess it's. It didn't enrage me. Um, they probably could have kept it all if they stopped playing music. <laughs> I do like the. Man, the snare rolls on that song are fucking good. On oh, Lost It All, yeah. Uh, the drum and the drums are still always. I mean, the drums are, are always good. Uh, the the repeats. We have an early version of Wait Here, Wait for You, and that kid. Um, is that all, or did I miss any? Uh, Those are the only ones I did that I that I caught. Yeah, I don't know. It is really funny that I've been complaining about listening to the same song and then I. You can't even note the ones that are actually the same song. Yeah, I literally have to listen to the well, same song. Luckily, those two songs I already like to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, although this version of That Kid is significantly... No, this version of That Kid is worse. I wouldn't say significantly worse. This version buries the drums and you can't hear the backup vocals. And the backup vocals actually do a lot for that song on the original or the whatever other version. There's nothing worthwhile here. There's a song called Nothing Worthwhile for those who didn't get the joke. <laughs> I think Nothing Worthwhile, ironically, is the first thing here that immediately feels good. Okay. Because it, okay. ha- it has a hardcore punk energy um, with fairly decent riffs. I mean, nothing to call home about, but it just feels hardcore punk. It's not a hardcore punk song. They're not a hardcore punk band, but it feels hardcore punk to it. And that's enough to get me like a little bit excited um i think it feels good i thought it was really ballsy um writing a song called i can't be good um <laughs> and that's like really snarky though it's kind of punky yeah i found it to be pretty generic i mean i couldn't i can oh god i don't hate disappear i think the drums are pretty rad okay i disappear by metallica for those for your listening pleasure uh i'm trying i'm trying here people <laughs> <laughs> um, the, yeah the comp closes with go cry that's the best advice they've given me the entire discography and we will take and it. i thank will you. thank you and i will and i will now so it's short sweet high speed it's fine it's a cool closer it's, it's i'm okay with it but jesus christ they really they really <laughs> they really picked all their best songs for the albums I yeah mean, yeah it really it's a compilation of like throwaway songs essentially you know what you can't really say that about a lot of bands. Yeah. Which is, that's, <laughs> that's a good that's, thing. That's the takeaway from takeaway. <laughs> they, oh boy. Yeah. I mean, it just has the least interesting writing. It feels the, the least developed, the, the most copycatty, um, the most sameness, which is saying something. I, yeah, uh, I guess if I'm going to say anything positive, I do kind of like this leaning a little bit into that, that old time rock and roll. You like that. I, I don't obviously I don't want it because I don't like the cramps, but <laughs> hate the cramps. Check out that episode if you also hate them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh use use sparingly, it could be it could be a, a tool in a in a in other bands it's, arsenal. It's definitely definitely been used well in the late seventies by a lot of the bands because that's where it came I mean we don't like the New York Dolls, but they did it in a way that people really like. But this is like, I just don't understand this because 
this is like really good if you've if you're if you're just discovering the late seventies punk and you've never heard any of those bands. You've never found mm-hmm. fucking the undertones or the fucking Ramones or whatever, whatever the fuck. Like you, 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 you have no idea. And this is the first thing you hear. Then yes, I get that completely. This is fun. And it's, it's going to scratch that exactly that itch, but we've had that. We've personally had that, especially me. And I've had a lot of it. Yeah. So I have no use for this. I have, I see no reason to ever listen to this. Um, I, it just doesn't do anything for me at all. I I feel like it just covered like a a local band. And so it can, I can I can get how it it would feel that way. They are better than that and there's stuff that I definitely like and enjoy and they're tighter but this there is um the I I don't want to disagree too much but there's one thing I will give it. There is always at least in my experience growing up, there's always a little layer of like cheapness on a local band. Mm. And I could say that about my bands too, uh, as well, but like, there's always a little layer of like, just not great. And when you hear something cool, you're like being generous with that. Mm -hmm. There's stuff here that I think is genuinely very cool. Not on this album, not on this compilation (laughs) in this discography. Uh, So I, I will give them more than that, but um, I still think that I, I I don't have much use for it. But anyway, this compilation, both of our worst and least favorites, it's just the least interesting song of their whole discography packed into one compilation. But that about does it. Thank you for watching and listening. And thank you. Oh, my God. I am both grateful and very apologetic to Jason. Thank you. And I'm sorry. Let's do a recap. <laughs> uh best personal favorite ghost just because it has red light rumors on it worst least favorite on the other side it is a compilation of their i think the band would even agree their worst songs i hope they would for me best personal favorite on the outside because it is actually fucking cool uh, not super consistent i don't i'm not gonna lose my mind over it, but it, god damn it some of the writing is pretty fucking cool it has some moments songs that i genuinely enjoy or his favorite on the other side because of everything that we said and more oh boy oh boy thank you for listening if you hate us go ahead and let us know because we get it and i also don't fucking care what you think it's okay i've been to boston now i can say thing i can say things like i don't care i don't care uh, yeah you see my khakis I do have khakis. I do you wear got them. khakis? I do wear them from time to time. They go good with black. I was talking about car keys. Oh, I don't, oh khaki. Khakis. So. Khaki. <laughs> Man, we are fucking retarded. <laughs> I feel insane today, so. Right, it's fitting. So, yeah, leave some comments. Talk some shit to us. If you like us and you've thought, found us to be entertaining even a little bit, subscribe, like the video, hang out with us further. We There's plenty of other bands that we check talk her, about. That we, check our backlog out. Check the backlog it's insanely diverse. I promise you. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at PanderMonkey and Alex on Instagram at <laughs> Every Album Alex. And please be sure to check out our history guy, Tom Osmond at Tom Osmond Sounds on all social media, as well as TomOsmondSounds.com for all his music. Uh, and yeah, I have an EP out. You can check that out if you want, but you probably won't want to. I mean, this is in the description. It's cool. Go ahead. Um, I fuck. It doesn't sound like this. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to go home. All their hatred for me is just going to be funneled to you. Yeah, you <laughs> suck. You suck. All right. I mean, I earned it. It's okay. But 
<laughs> Patreon, baby. If you want to be just like Jason and request a band that you like that we're probably going to hurt and say horrible things about. That Jason will probably unsubscribe to after hearing probably, this episode. Probably. <laughs> please take his place at patreon.com slash every album ever. There we got bonus episodes. We, we're going to be doing a, a, a new batch of bonus episodes very soon. And uh, you can also join uh, our Discord, be part of our community, hang out with us. There's a lot of great people in there and chit-chatting about music and whatnot. Uh, on the Discord is also where we pick out albums to cover on our EAE singles episodes, brand new albums that came out this year. We cover them there or we pick out the suggestions there. Uh, and you get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next. It's all very cool stuff. Uh, if you're tier two, if you're tier two, then you could f- suggest a full discography just like Jason did. Uh, it takes us a while to do these, so and, and it, we're, we're chipping away. We're chipping away. There's a lot of it in the backlog, so we're we're doing what we can. We're trying to knock them out. Uh, and if also if you're tier two, you can suggest a any old album from any discography that you want us to cover on a Patreon bonus episode. So if the, uh, the discography is too fucking massive, you know we're not going to cover it because we ain't covering fucking twenty plus album discographies. It's just psychotic. Unless uh, we personally, unless we. And we have. And we have. Those are for us. Those aren't for you. Those are for us. Melvin's has more than 20 albums. We love the Melvin's, so we're covering that in multiple parts. But for requests, that's we need a lot more money. (laughs) We're not getting paid very much money for this podcast. So we'll either get some sort of revenue fact chance or we love that band. Or we love that band. So, But if there's a giant discography and there's an album from that discography you want to hear us talk about, Throw it on the Patreon, and we'll probably uh, get around to doing a bonus episode on it. Go there, do that. Hell yes, thank you. Now, wrapping it up. That's all you. I got one song I want to hear only. Let's do Gone Away, baby. All right. Hell yes. Yeah. So where, where is it? Where is it? Where I is can't it? wait to be gone. Oh, away. my God. <laughs> you had to squeeze one last in there. One last one in there. Quick little. Little, little jab there. Uh, Jesus Christ. I think it's worth seeing and watching. See ya. <laughs> Just when I thought it was time to turn away